Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome uh, to the NXT post show on Fightful. Um, how, how's everybody doing? I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. Um NXT's weird now, guys. NXT's weird now. The, 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 per, like, The formerly unbeatable monster heel champ of NXT is now one and two on the main roster. Uh, so he's he's got a, a similar start as like you know the Cleveland Browns, or like not not this one, but like the ones a few years ago. He's yeah, middling. I guess is is as good as you could say, maybe. Um, and and that that cloud kind of hangs over everything, uh, as far as I can tell. Um, and, and we'll talk a lot about uh, this um, uh, and everything going on from here. Uh, um, but please uh, get in your super chats. Um, donate a super chat. It is it is how uh, we connect through the evening. I'm I'm assuming a lot of people are going to want to talk about the whole Adam Cole thing. I'll touch on it. Uh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, please send me super chats. Let me know what I should be talking about. Um, and, and I, and I will do such a thing. Please also like and subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. So, you know, when we go live, I want to let you know that, uh, this podcast is brought to you by the folks at allform.com. Go to allform.com slash fightful and get a deal on some new furniture. It looks really good. And my wife and I are in the market for a new couch. The sectional is a nice sectional, but it came apart as sectionals, I guess, are, are want to do. And now I, we can't get it to stick together. So it just comes apart all the time. And there's like a canyon, a chasm that creates between the two sections of the sectional. And my daughter likes to fall in there on purpose. So we're in the market for some new furniture. I think I might hit up allform.com 
slash Fightful. Get myself some new furniture. Um, but yeah, let's talk about NXT. Um, let's hit some super chats as we start and see what we want to talk about here. Da, 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 da. Rematch 50-50 booking. Justin Lopez says, have I said on this show how much I love Joe? If he were booked like this on the main, I could see him being the person who beats Roman. Hashtag pipe dream. That, sir, is a pipe dream. Super Mario doesn't have pipe dreams like that. But I agree. The the the, the Samoa Joe of old, like they showed a, a like like hey, in case you forgot who Samoa Joe was a few years ago in NXT, this is the guy we had. And I had forgotten about this amazing moment in his feud with Shinsuke Nakamura, where he did the Uranagi to him on the steps and then just stood over him just sweat pouring down his brow and just screamed at him over and over again. I did this to you. I did this to you. As though Shinsuke Nakamura had forgotten what happened to him. <laughs> two, two seconds prior. I loved NXT Samoa Joe. Um, the Nerd Guru says that NXT already doesn't feel the same despite putting out good stuff, but if they lose Adam Cole, dot, 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 I don't know if Johnny and Ciampa can carry it alone. It's a shame. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Adam Cole stuff. Uh, Adam Cole should um, should lose to Kyle O'Reilly in a loser leaves NXT match at SummerSlam Takeover Takeover Thirty Six. I guess is what they're calling it. Um, and he should leave NXT. And he should sign with AEW, and he should never look back. Um, he did everything you can possibly do in NXT. Um, everything. And he was never going to be used properly on the main roster. The only thing left for him to do under the WWE umbrella is get called up or dragged down, as we say on the show. And then what? job to Jackson Riker on main event? Like, he's tiny. In Vince's eyes, he's a very small guy and it's not like he's ripped or anything. Like, he's perfectly fine, but according to Vince, like, if you're going to be that small, you better have abs for days. And even then, probably not. Like, what's his ceiling on the main roster? Absolute ceiling. Maybe, like, Finn Balor-ish? Who, like, won the U- U- Undisputed title... Then lost, then had to give it up because he was hurt and has never, ever, ever been up at that point. And we just saw how they treated Finn Balor on Friday is an afterthought at his own contract signing. So, yeah, I think Adam Cole should leave and go to AEW. I'd be shocked if they didn't make a stipulation, if that's the case, I suppose. Because I guess he's a good guy and likes it in NXT, but there's nothing for him to do there. He should, he should, he should leave. It's one of those things like he's done everything he needs to do. But he's a top guy there forever. Won the mid-card title. Was Actually, I think defended the tag belts once when, when one of those two guys was injured. Like, he's he's done everything there is to do. It's He had one of the best, like, first moments in NXT, too, when he and O'Reilly and Fish beat the hell out of Drew McIntyre. At a takeover. That was great. Like he's he's done it. He's done everything he can. 
Um, and there's so much for him to do in NXT. And there's, um, sorry, in AEW. And, you know, his girlfriend is there. Bit Baker, his partner is there. All of his friends from Japan are there. There's so many more things he could do in AEW than he can do now um, here because he's done everything. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Tyrone Kidd makes a good point. On the main roster, he beat Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan at the time, of course. He beat Seth. He's he's already peaked. Um, and it's true. Uh, he's been, he was murdered by the elite uh, in canon. In that in that world, in that timeline, he's dead. But the young bucks, uh, their bio, they change it to a little ghost emoji. So maybe he's coming back from the dead. You never know. You never know. Uh, Nurguru says that they 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 murdered him, but uh, it's true. It's true. We'll see whatever happens after that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Tyler says, uh, Adam Cole, who? Uh, thoughts on 2.0 in the AEW zone. Yeah, the former Everrise uh, cut a promo tonight that looked really great. And they and Daniel Garcia are going to face Kingston and Mox and Darby Allen on Dynamite tomorrow night. And that should be a hell uh, 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 of, a, of a good time. Um. Yeah, Ricardo. I'm gonna get to that when we get to that segment. I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Steets m- mentions the the main event. He says, "I can't believe they had a Judy Bagwell on a pole match without Judy Bagwell or a pole." That's true. Uh, okay. Um, and we'll talk about this too. WWE Mark. The EO Zoe segment was cringe and a bit offensive, in my opinion. Ew. Yeah. Uh, hey, Triple H, if you're watching, I think you are. Uh, little request from me to you. Could we not do any more culturally marginally offensive comedy sketches starring um, Zoe and EO? Uh, instead, just have them tag team and wrestle people, and beat them up, and be awesome. And then we'll figure out the other stuff later. Like, Zoe is far too new in NXT to be doing this kind of cringy stuff, because it's going to hurt her to a point where she might not recover from. So this is it. This is all you get. This is the one. No more flinging squid legs across the restaurant. We're not doing that anymore. We'll talk more about that when we get to that segment, but yikes. Um... All right, let's get let's get started with this. So, um, uh, starting off with the um, the money program, what should be the money program? But I don't, I don't, I don't know who these people are who are coming to see the CWC show. They don't feel like full sale to me. They don't feel like the same people. They were sitting on their hands for most of the night. Like, just not into a lot of stuff that they really should be into. Uh, and it just feels like they're not even giving it a shot because it's all new stuff. They were, they're into, like, uh, new 
I don't know the old people that they know and love, but they're NXT. The thing about NXT is they're forced to build new stars because they just people just leave, they get called up or dragged down, and they got to do something. Uh, but the, the, the crowd's not letting them because out come Hit Row, the absolute stars of this show, and the crowd's like, meh, Hit Row. A few of them are doing that, and that's it. And then you got to have Beth Beth Phoenix go. I'm telling you, the crowd is on fire for Hit Row, and I'm like, I'm not hearing it. Is it only because there's 15 people in the audience, and that's all? The only people I can see are the people who are in the audience. They probably were tired because they were taping stuff all freaking day. <laughs> we'll see what they are next week when it's live. Um. Uh, but I, I God, I love, um, I love Top Dollar. This, this is a this is a tag match. Hit Row versus Legado del Fantasma um, with Santos and, and Swerve and B-Fab at ringside. But Top Dalla is so great at the at the little stuff that a big man can do. Did you just hit me? Why would you do that? Now I got to hurt you. Like there's this really cool stuff he does. Like if you if they try, the people try and hit him and he's just like, what? <laughs> why, why would you do that? Uh, I I I I really think he's got something really really special. Uh, that whole extended segment where he did the 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 test of strength and then did that to Joaquin Wild and lifted him up and put him on the uh, turnbuckle and tossed him. Uh, Hamasinto Gomez uh, said uh, says that uh, he misses the first cell crowd and so do I. Those those people were on fire all the time those they taped stuff at full sale hours and hours and hours of stuff and nobody got tired at full sale maybe they were like handing out cocaine i, I don't know I'm not, I'm not reporting that um but uh adonis is really really cool is really great as a baby face in peril uh mendoza and um and wild do oh, <laughs> As as Wade Barrett Wade Barrett calls him Joaquin Whack. He calls him Joaquin Wild. Uh they're really good at, at playing the, you know, these they're doing hot tags, quick tags back in and out. I like it. Um but uh at some point, um uh Dala goes to run the ropes. Uh because he, he's he's had a couple of hot tags. And the second hot tag goes and runs up. Hector Bar hits him in the, in the back with a chair for a DQ. Whew. I don't like DQs, like as a rule, if they're done too much. Um, uh, if they're done too much, um, then they then they lose all meaning. This is one of those where if you don't do DQs, like as a rule, and then you do one, this is one I would say is okay. And here's why. It feels like the plan from Santos Escobar was we're going to find a way to isolate Ashanti the Adonis in the ring. Uh, you guys work him over, get him really hurt. So then when he tags in Top Dalla, I'll get Top Dalla. I'm going to hit him with a chair. I'm going to hit him with a chair again. I'm going to throw him into the into the steps. And then 
with those two guys out of the picture, the three of us can gang up on Swerve. It felt like a plan. Like the plan was never to win the match. The plan was to was to isolate Swerve and torture him. And that's what they did. Uh, he, hits, he hits Top Dollar with a chair, throws him into the steps, uh, and they get Swerve alone in the ring. Uh, they hold him down, do a couple of moves to him, and then he reaches into his mouth and yanks out his grill, which is just, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a faux pas. Like, do not do that. Do never touch another man's grill. And um, and then they were they were going to torture him for a while, but then Top Dollar gets up, and he is pissed. Like these, he's so good. All these big man facial expressions. Like, do not, do not piss off Top Dollar, or he will serve you some looks. Because he gets up in there, and he's just backing him down. And B-Fab gets in and hits Joaquin Wilde in the back with the gentlest little chair shot I've ever seen. I don't know if she's if she's done a lot of hardcore matches in her life, Brianna Brandy, B-Fab. Uh, but somebody in the back needs to teach her how to lay in the chair shot just a wee bit stiffer. Because it was like, this is, this is uh, Joaquin Wilde's back, and this is B-Fab walking up with the chair, and she does this. No. no, that yeah, no, we're not gonna do that one. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, um, then because of that, um, we get Donis and, and Swerve jumping in there, hitting some moves on some people, um, uh, and and you know, hitting they're, they're, they they counteracted the beatdown with one of their own, but the big thing was that, um, Escobar left with uh. Was Swerve's grill and Swerve was not happy. So this is the triple threat. This is a six man tag. I'm assuming we're going to do a six man tag um, for uh, for for the SummerSlam Takeover Takeover 36 uh, without the title on the line, or maybe they'll do the singles match. They might do the singles match, but I think the money is in this is in the six man tag because I think that that Dalla uh, and Adonis are really vital performers. They add so much. To swerve, I think that that's a lot of. There's a lot of fun to be had there. I mean, you could do um, if you wanted to, which I think might be my preference. Swerve versus Escobar with the title on the line, um, no DQ match, and then you can have the the guys at ringside, and they can be involved, and it can be kind of like a six man tornado tag match with weapons and stuff. Where only one of the other of the te- of each team is legal and can get a pinfall of the other, I think that's my my preference. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Ricardo El Idolo del Distraction uh, sends a super chat that I will not read on the air because it is erroneous and false. Um. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Um. So I, I'm fine with this particular DQ absent of the context of all the time using DQs over and over and over again all the time. Yes, that's what I will say. Uh, so William Regal and a security team approach Samoa Joe. It's like, uh, you're an active competitor now, Joseph. So now these men, your former co-workers, are now going to be staying with you uh, to make sure that you uh, don't attack Karrion uh, Cross and that the two of you remain separated before taking for 36. Uh, and Samoa Joe uh, looks around like these these dudes, 
This is who you brought? All right, fine. We'll see how that works out. I I just love the contempt in in a uh in a in a sneer uh from from uh from Samoa Joe is uh it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Da, 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 da. See missing one no missing that super chat that I forgot. Yes, Ricardo Elidolo, we'll talk about this. Cross, I mean Turns out you didn't need the security because Cross is just going to run like a chicken shit from Joe, which doesn't help the situation. You're right, Ricardo. Um, yeah. Th- th- <laughs> Why do you need security if 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 the big badass champion is going to run away? I got stood on a table and I yelled something and bye. Like, no, that's not how we're going to do. I'm wondering if that was the segment they had to reshoot because everyone was chanting. Hardy, 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 Adam. Um. So, uh, Pete Dunn, Oni Lorkin. Uh, well, Ridge Holland came back last week. They they showed how that happened, and they showed the beatdown afterwards. And um, uh, Dexter Loomis is drawing backstage. He's a very talented artist. Um. So uh, back before Ridge, Ar- Ridge Holland's leg exploded in 17 places, um, he was he was coming out, and I called him a sentient side of beef. But he came out wearing a trench coat uh, with, a, with, a little, with a little newsboy cap uh, and carrying what appeared to be at first glance and what continues to be at every other glance, a big black rubber dildo, like he's carrying it around and he just, he points it like this at the camera, like pointed it toward, like you can't, there's, you can't see the handle. You don't see the shape. You just see it's big and black and, 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 and phallic. And he's pointing it at, at the, at the cameras. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I thought to myself, Hey, I wonder if he's going to bring back the big black rubber dildo. And it turns out he did. So that's that's good. That's consistent. Although his trench coat now has like little metal dealies all over it, like little steel plates. I don't I don't know. I think that just weighs that weighs down the trench coat a little much. And it, a trench coat is meant to be. It's meant more like a raincoat, a top coat over the uh, over the suit. He's not wearing a suit, and I think all those steel plates are going to rust in the rain. It's kind of. I'm just saying it's a kind of a mess, Ridge. He's not a mess in the ring, though. Uh, he d- destroys Ikemen-Jiro. Uh, Ikemen? Ikemen? I'm sorry. Jiro. The, the, the chap in the blazer. Uh, he des- destroys him. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and he took off Jiro's jacket. Uh, you'd think a guy who likes a good trench coat would respect a man for his choice of blazer to wear during the ring, but not, not old Ridge. No, 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 no. Um, it's not to, yeah. <laughs> um, he does not respect the blazer. Um, he has a huge, like a, it's a, it's a, um, like a suplex that he turns up into a side slam. It's a cool move. I I, I respect the, the finisher. Um, but he he uh, stands tall and then he tosses a uh, uh, Jiro to the floor. 
um, and Dunn and Lorcan, uh, Pete Dunn gets to pick up the uh, the mic. So he's he's the mic man for this for this trio. Ridge Holland is not a mic man, uh, and Pete Dunn, whose whole thing forever was I'm going to be silent and shrug, uh, and then for, for for much of his career, the only thing he ever said was like I'm Pete Dunn. I don't care. I don't care. I'm Pete Dunn. I don't care. Um, I'll break your fingers. I don't care. And 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 now he's got to like actually deliver promos. We're the three most dangerous men in WWE. Prove me wrong. Uh, they 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 call out Champa and 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 Thatcher. There's only two of Champa and Thatcher, which makes me think Champa and Thatcher are going to find somebody else. And I don't know. I don't know. Um. The only one I the, the, they because they they haven't made a decision yet. It looks like on calling up or dragging down Bronson Reed. It feels like Bronson Reed is the perfect guy for 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 Tommy and Timmy to go and recruit to have a six man tag with the blokes with the lads. I th- I think that's probably where we're gonna go. We're definitely doing a six man tag. Um, but uh, I don't know I don't know who else there is for them to to recruit. But it's. I think. I think that's a good. I think it's a good choice. Um, Javiercito Gomez says again that weird that Legado hasn't added a big body to the faction. Well, um, I think they're more along the lines of purity. You know what I mean? Uh, they wouldn't just go get a, any big dude. They'd have to find the right big dude. And I think their whole part of it is like the the, the Legado. The legacy they talk about is the legacy of the Luchador. That they are both honoring and also breaking away from intentionally. So I would think that that a lot of the the stuff they would be going for is um is uh stuff that they'd have to find smaller guys. But I do think there's there's room for more of them, as if not a, a, a larger one. Uh, the new guru uh, says that he thinks that um, I, I'm, if I'm reading the, the uh, super chat correct, that Hit Row and um, Legado del Fantasma would be dead, meaning I believe for the crowd in um, in the CWC. Even if LDF added Zelina Vega, that would be fire and flames on all cylinders. Yeah, well, I mean, what's she doing other than losing all of her matches on SmackDown? So. Sure, why not? Um, that might that might help, but I feel like Santos is a is a good enough uh, promo. You don't need a um, uh, you don't need that for him. Uh, <laughs> the nerd guru solving all of our problems. Tommy and Timmy should recruit Kevin Owens. Seriously, he's not doing anything on SmackDown right now. I would honestly love it. Kevin Owens loves NXT. He always talks about coming back for one match at a time. Yes. Tommy and Timmy and Kevin Owens versus the lads with a Z. That's what I'm calling them. I'm calling Ridge and Pete and Oni. I'm calling them the lads with a Z. That's how I will refer to them all the time. I, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, oh, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. That they would be dead even. In their popularity, yeah. Agreed. Agreed, Nerguru. Not dead, but uh, dead even. I think what you're saying. Um, uh, okay. 
So uh, Mackenzie Mitchell talks with Frankie Monet backstage. And Robert Stone is there too, unfortunately. This is Kamea. Um, and, you know, Monet's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. You don't, even, don't even talk. You, Robert, Bob, stop talking. Um, I hate the word loss. I, don't, I, I can't even say it. Um, uh, yes, with a Z for all of you who are not from America. Lads with a Z. Since one of the three guys is from America. Oni's from America. I can say Z because I was talking to Oni. Um, but Monet doesn't like losing, and which means she doesn't like Robert Stone. And uh, she says, you guys, you guys are used to losing, so you probably it's fine with you, but not okay with me. Everything's got to change. It's got to be, this whole thing's got to be remolded in my image. Take it or leave it. And Stone says, we will take it. Uh, we are going to be taking this. We'll take it. Just keeps talking about it. Uh, uh, just kick him to the curb. Why the hell is he there? What are we doing with this? Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a preview for Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. And, and, and you, you, you know what I'm going to say. I, I knew Vic Joseph was going to do it and he did it. Give you a little promo for, for Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong before the break. What is, what is, what does Vic Joseph say? Strong fish next. I I just think strong fish is is definitely strong fish is the name of the sushi restaurant that Zoe and EO went to eat at. I think that's that's incontrovertible. So when he says strong fish next, what he actually meant was strong fish later in the evening. Because that's the name of the restaurant they went to. Um we gotta find some new fun things for him to who can who can he talk about? <laughs> Who can he talk about? Uh, I don't know. Who who else can have good 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 matches? <laughs> but anyway, um, yes. Uh, people say in the chat that uh, Mandy Rose was not around um, uh, tonight. Uh, but like, it's a taped episode. I don't really know if we can do it. Go into that as like we're not really sure. I still have no idea what they're planning on Mandy Rose. I don't think they know what they're playing with Mandy Rose, but. We'll see, hung. Yeah, we see. Yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bobby and uh, and strong. Uh, uh, the crowd's more over for them because they've been around for a while. Uh, uh, it's a. It's these guys know each other well. It's a decent match. We all. I think we all kind of knew strong was going to win. Uh, gets a little a distraction help. Um, from uh, from the boys at ringside. From Bivens, Bivens and Rust and the like, um, but yeah, I just I I think Strong is so much fun to watch. Like I love his backbreakers. I love the spot where he ping pongs back and forth along the ropes and punches his opponent as he walks as it walks by. That's great. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, uh, and Strong wins. Uh, later in the night, we see uh, Kushida talking to Strong, like I respect your win over Bobby Fish, and I think I think they're absolutely building to Kushida versus Strong 
at TakeOver 36 for the Cruiserweight title, which I'm totally down with. Um, but this was a this was a good match. Um, I, I was afraid they were going to have Fish win somehow and prolong this. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do that. Just have Fish lose, have strong win. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, that came out of nowhere. One of them surprisers. My apologies. Ah, okay. Um, Diaz Hughes a uh, jumping knee and then a back back backbreaker to win, and that's it. That's good. I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with uh, with with Strong and the Diamond Mine. Uh, leading the cruiserweight division, um, there's everybody's under the limit, guys. Tommaso Ciampa's under the limit. Like, there's really good stuff you could do with Tommaso Ciampa versus Roddy Strong for the friggin' cruiserweight title. Um, thank you all um, for blessing me. I really do appreciate it. Um, uh, so we get uh, a, a scene backstage. Um, with uh, L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. And what did I say last week? L.A. Knight, Cameron Grimes, tag match versus GYV after the golf kerfuffle. And Grimes wants to change into his gear, but he won't let him. I don't did it. Um, won't do it. Uh, you, you're not allowed to. You have to wrestle in this. If it's even a matter of word, you say you're going to be there for night, but but you know, you gonna you gonna do it? Um, are you are you going to have my back? Says Cameron Grimes. Actually, hey, hey, here, here, are you going to have my back? <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, night says, listen, I'm not going to make this million dollar title look bad. I'll, I guarantee you, I'll have your back. Hmm, I wonder if he's a man of his word. But also, shine my boots before we leave. So, um, so LA Knight and Grimes versus GYV. Uh, LA Knight takes a powder, decides to leave, uh, won't tag in Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, who is wrestling, um, in his butler costume again, they didn't actually buy the man an actual suit, they're making him wear a flimsy ass butler costume that you would get from spirit halloween it's not like an actual suit coat it's like it's made out of really cheap flappy material and the pants are too big and 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 the shirt doesn't stay tucked in it's a terrible thing i think that's it's being mined for comedy but i think it is funny so eventually he gets all like disheveled because he's fighting him two on one uh, and GYV uh, eventually says no to that because Grimes, I think, is wearing is, is wrestling in his socks. Um, so no, that's not going to happen. Um, he's he's going to do um, his his he gets he unbuttons his shirt and does a to the moon. But he's going to do the cave in. But then he gets distracted, uh, and then uh, they they are able to hit the um, ticket to mayhem. On old, on old Grimesy, and that's it. I love the Grizzle Young Vets. I think they're great. 
Um, I, uh, I hope they don't renew their contract. <laughs> I don't know what their ceiling is, man. Like, I, f- I feel like if they were going to uh, be champs in NXT, they would have, they have the, they have the opportunity to do it by now. Um, but I, uh, let's, let's get it done. Let's, let's make them the British version of the revival. Cause that's what they are to me. Um, and that's, that's why I want to see them in AEW. <laughs> uh, but, um, Drake and Gibson talk trash on the ramp, but um, Ted DiBiase walks down the ramp, and he and he, and he takes he cradles Grimes' face in his hand, and he says, "Listen, I know, I know you're a man of your word, kid, but you know he's never going to have your back. You know he's not a man of his, so you got to find a way to get out of the situation." So. I think the way you get out of the situation is to have another match. <laughs> Probably. Because it's WWE, right? Rematches. So Grimes versus Knight. Maybe the title's on the line again. Uh, or maybe just not being your butler anymore. I don't know. But eventually we're going get, to get rid of this and move on. Right? Um, so... We come now to my highlight of the night by far. Um, Dakota Kai. They did a they did a a, a video package for Dakota Kai, um, that was one of the absolute best. Things I've ever seen NXT do. They did so much to close every loophole and 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 do all the th- like all the stuff that they that they wrote down the whole history of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They did Raquel's history before she aligned herself. With Dakota, like her, her losing in uh, the the, the May Young Classic and getting all angry with herself, um, and 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 her uh, helping Dakota in that match uh, a year and a half ago, and then all the times that she helped Dakota in other things, and then finally they showed like there was a moment where it switched from being Shawn Michaels Dakota Kai with Diesel Raquel Gonzalez um, to holy shit. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is is the one who's actually to watch here. Um, and they they pinpointed it as the time when she hit that huge uh, Chingona bomb on uh, Io Shirai through a ladder at War Games and pinned her. And everyone was like, "Oh, oh, we've been we've been looking at this whole thing the wrong way." And the way that Dakota Kai tells the story about it, it's like at that point, everyone started to think about um, uh, that I was Raquel's sidekick. And then Dakota does this thing where she's recounting the story. Dakota Kai has like, become a really, really good actress. Like, a promo is one thing. An actress communicating emotions 
like in a, in a setting where you're not like on the mic delivering a, a, a promo to the crowd, but like backstage pre-recorded interviews where you got to be an actress. She's doing some stuff because she does. They told me that, that I was her sidekick. And then she looks down and off to the side and her jaw clenches. She says, I'm nobody's sidekick. And it was really, really intense. You could tell that like that was the moment where she was like, and ever since then, I've been biding my time. And she didn't take the, the, the tag title seriously because she already had hers. What does she need a second one for? What does she need to help me for? You didn't even, she says to, about Raquel, you, you were so stupid. You didn't even see it coming. I laid it all out for you. You didn't see, you didn't pay attention to me because you didn't care about me. Oh, God. That was so good. She mentions that EO walked right past her to give the title contract to Raquel. And they show that like this was this is some long-term storytelling that Dakota has been working on. She knew this video package was gonna be made in the future. She had all of her looks and all of her side eyes that she was gonna do. She had them all down months ago because she knew this moment was gonna come. Perfect. They even have that wonderful shot where where um where Raquel comes back and Bianca comes back. To have that moment in the line where all three NXT women hold up their belts and they show the moment where Dakel, where Dakota had to slink, slink out of the ring. And Sean Garner, I know Dakota's not going to win. Sell me a ticket anyway. Sell me a ticket anyway. I know she's not going to win. Am I way more excited to watch the match that I know she's going to lose than I would than I was before? Yeah, and that's what you do. Sometimes matches have foregone conclusions. Your job is to make me care about them anyway, and that's what Dakota Kai did tonight. Absolutely, I, I'm 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 into it. And if their plan is to is to call up Raquel or drag her down. If that's their plan, as some are speculating, I can't think of a better person to take the title from her than Dakota Kai. And now you've given her all the motivation she needs. All the motivation that she needs to do it. Um, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate this very much. This is what this is this is my highlight of the night. Um so Mackenzie was backstage with Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae. I'm sure let me see any. Get in more super chats, guys, if you have them, so I can I, I don't want to miss anything that I if I miss one. Um ba, 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 ba. as far as I can tell, I've I've got them all. Oh, yeah. The intangible one, Cliff Beard, says the NXT title match at TakeOver should be Jeff Hardy versus Keith Lee, since they are both co-linear champions, having beaten uh, Karrion Cross in two of the last three weeks on Raw. True. Um, Candice LeRae, 
uh, Johnny Gargano backstage to talk about how uh, the lover or loser match this Loomis is very, very important because they they only they know what's best for Indy. Uh, the fate of the family, the fate of Indy's life rests in his hands, and I will do whatever it takes to protect her. Uh, and that's it. And so uh, it's decent. It's decent. Uh, little uh, promo on uh, Joe Gacy. We got one for him, and we got one for um, for Trey Baxter. Um, and then um, before their match, um, Cole, Kyle O'Reilly attacked Cole. Cole is not currently medically cleared to wrestle, but there'll be a face-to-face next week between Cole and O'Reilly, moderated by William Regal. So the final first-round match of the breakout tournament is Trey Baxter versus Joe Gacy. And I uh, I know little people who, who, really, who really enjoy Joe Gacy's work. I'm not familiar with him. But just from his look, uh, all that boy needs uh, is is a Scottish accent, and he's another member of Gallus. Ship him over if he could do a Scottish accent. Ship him over to, to NXT UK. He'll fit right in. That guy's the third coffee brother. Unless they already have three brothers. I don't know how many brothers. I remember two. I remember Joe and Mark. So Joe can't be Joe Coffee. Maybe he can be Gacy Coffee, um, or uh, Cup of Joe Coffee. Couple. Uh, but he, he looks like he, he looks like he'd fit right in, in NXT UK. He's got the shaved sides and the floppy hair and the big beard. He's got the body for it. It's perfect. Um, he does some really good work in this thing. I was a fan of his work in this. Uh, he's a he's a bruiser. He's not huge, but he's a bruiser. And I like those kind of guys. Um uh, uh Baxter is very agile. Uh, and and Gacy keeps catching him with stuff uh, and and taking control at certain moments. But I always felt like Trey Baxter was going to get the win. And uh, and uh, and guess what? Um. So uh, there was a a spot they did on the show tonight uh, that they also did on Dark Elevation last night. With different people, um, and that um, that uh, <laughs> that was the spot where um, the smaller of the two guys gets the bigger guy uh, on his uh, gets on his back as doing a sleeper hold, and then the big guy runs headlong into the corner and does a somersault cannonball into the corner, smashing the small guys back into the corner. And um, the one tonight looked great because uh, Gacy kind of twisted his body, protected uh, Trey Baxter perfectly. Last night, Darby Allen, I think it was with versus Bear Bronson, on an episode of Dark Elevation, takes that same spot into the corner and looks like he like, compressed his entire head into his into his chest cavity. Like it was, oh my goodness gracious. Oh my goodness. If you want your uh, question uh, read on the air, as uh, Kate, our moderator, is um, uh, reminding you, send a super chat and I will be glad to answer any questions you have on the air. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Baxter uh, goes to the top 
he is a 450 stomp. Didn't look perfect, but the the, the idea of it is brutal enough that I will uh, allow it. So Trey Baxter wins, uh, and it'll be Trey Baxter versus Odyssey Jones and Duke Hudson versus uh, Carmelo Hayes. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. That'll be, those will be a fun couple of matches. But I still say my top two guys are Duke Hudson and Carmelo Hayes. And I, I, I would have liked to see those two guys in the final. Hey, here's a dumb friggin' segment they did. Uh, it was Zoe Stark and Io Shirai hanging out. Like I said, remember last week where like Zoe convinces Io, let's hang out. We'll, we'll figure out what each other's like and dislikes and we become better, better friends. And then we'll, um, We'll be better tag teams. Tag team. So they're at a sushi restaurant. Uh, Io Shirai. Uh, Sark says, let's form a bond like you had with Kyrie Sane. And like, I feel like that's kind of a stretch. You know what I mean? Like, the sharing a connection with a fellow countryman or woman in, an, in, in a new land where you know each other's language and can communicate in ways that, you know, when you find solace in each other, that shared experience coming from the same country to a new country, being able to like connect in that way. That's a very different kind of bond you can have than with somebody who lives in this country as you are an immigrant to it. It's a very different kind of thing. It was kind of uh, weird. Um, but uh, sure. Io Shirai definitely thinks it's weird because she gives a side eye. Um, but the, the waitress shows up and Shirai orders food in Japanese. And Stark's, I don't know, I don't know what that is. I don't know what she's saying. Um, so Stark apparently doesn't eat sushi, which is fine. I don't. But how many Japanese restaurants do you think there are in the Orlando area where the menu is in Japanese? Like, you don't have to order what EO does, Zoe, if you're uneasy about the, the dang California roll. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to to get the easiest thing on the menu. You don't need to, like, oh, have whatever she's happen, happening. Having. My brain isn't happening right now. Um, but... So all the food comes, and it's all just so much of it, including a, 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 a platter of raw squid legs. Um, and at one point, we're like, "Oh, what is what is this? It looks like uh, it looks like guacamole." Oh, you should try it, Sizio. Of course, it's wasabi. And so there's a whole thing where like Zoe keeps spitting her food into napkins and then throwing them on the floor. And this isn't like mcdonald's like it's obvious that this is not the place where you spit food into a napkin and throw it on the floor that's not a thing you do here and at one point rather than just say i'm gonna take the squid legs to go which she does in like a second they say here's what'll be funny take the platter of squid legs and huck it over your shoulder so the squid legs land against the wall or trophy case or whatever, and then like put the platter back down, and and then 
like say, oh, wow, I'm stuffed. Like, this is bad comedy. And worst of all, like, it's like, as, as the intangible one says, is Zoe trying to be Japanese now? Um, that's what this segment felt like. And boy, howdy, was it craptacular. Um, it was definitely craptacular. I don't know if she's trying to be Japanese. I think she's trying to find common ground with EO, which I get. Um, but, like, could you recommend? I, I don't really eat sushi. Could you recommend something from the menu that's like for a beginner? If you're trying to like, I want to, I want to find out if I like sushi. Um, could you recommend something for like from for a beginner? And EO could recommend something for like for a beginner. And then she says, "What is this? Is it guacamole? Try it. You'll see if you like it." And uh, oh, I love guacamole. And she slathers the whole thing onto her piece of fish whatever, and takes a bite. He's like, that's not guacamole. Well, I thought I thought you might like it. You know what I mean? You could be a lighthearted thing about two people struggling to become friends without it being like this weird thing about squid legs flying through the air. You know what I mean? You could do this better than this, right? And then the Io Shirai and the waitress, after the meal is over, hug. Right? Um, and And EO like hits like like throws the check basically at Zoe saying you're pay you're paying and she walks off and then she says to the waitress who's Japanese um excuse me um do you know EO like she's she hugs you and then Zoe tries to get hugged and won't get hugged EO won't hug her so um what what do you, do you do you know EO? Are you are you old friends? Like, no, we just met. Oh, uh, okay. We just speak the same language, says the waitress in a very, very thick Japanese accent. Um, oh, are you from Japan? Says Zoe. No, I'm from Kansas. And I, I follow a lot of people who are Americans who live in Japan. And they speak Japanese. Um, and they don't sound like that. And they said that they were like, I speaking as somebody who's from Kansas, who speaks Japanese, that woman is not from Kansas, which is like, why do you have to lie about it? Why do you have to lie about it to make your stupid joke? It's a dumb thing to do. It's, this whole thing doesn't do anything to make either of them look better. It makes them look worse. I feel like you, you wanted to make them look better and, and, and more entertaining and it, 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 it achieved the opposite. Um, she wants to take some of her food with her but then realizes, why am I taking this with me? I'm never going to eat it. So, yeah. That was not great. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, Mackenzie's backstage with Indy Hartwell. Um, and says, uh, who, who are you pulling for tonight? Um, well, on the one hand, you got family, and on the one hand, you got true love. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm pulling for Dexter, but if they would just give him a shot, they'd see he's not really a bad guy. He just misunderstood. Well, fine, if it's meant to be tonight. Uh, so there's that. Um, then, uh, I'm talking about tonight's main event. 
next week we get uh, Saray versus uh, Ember Moon, which will be nice to see both of them back in action. But anyway, um, Karrion Cross jumps on the table, says, Samoa Joe, you quit your job thinking you could control me? You can make a change around here? You can't control me. You are never in control. Who's provoking who, Joe? And then Joe runs down the ramp being dragged by, he's dragging all of his security dudes with him. And then Cross scampers backstage. Oh, I better get away from Joe. How does, I don't know, how, what does this do? How does that help him? But then Joe's in the ring going, Cross! And then he just chucks a bunch of uh, security dudes over the top rope. And then one dude gets urinagied and then choked out. Uh, and I believe that's Rick Steiner's kid is what happened to him. Um, oh, man. It's very funny. Cross! And then he runs away. Um, <laughs> well, I would too, honestly. If, if, if Samoa Joe ran into the room screaming my name, I would skedaddle. I'll tell you that much. Um, then they do a prime target video uh, for the Dragunov versus Volter match. Uh, if you haven't seen the first one, uh, do that right away. Um, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that's a great match. Uh, and this one promises to be uh, maybe as good. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a it's a good it's a good um, it's a very good uh, prime target video pre- previewing that match. I think there are a lot of Americans uh, uh, who who watch NXT who have never seen that first match. If they have Peacock, they should all go do that. Uh, but this also kind of introduces you to who these two guys are. I thought it was good. So. Um, Here's our lover her loser match. Um, oh, let me get this. Hold on, what's that? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Brandon Charles Powell says that look that EO shot Zoe when she mentioned Kyrie was kind of funny. Yeah. But did they ever met, explain why she doesn't like Zoe? What a weird storyline. No, they never explained why she doesn't like Zoe. The only thing it looks like is she doesn't like Zoe because Zoe's American, which is weird. I, I don't know. Um, I think Dexter Loomis can work, man. I think he's got. A, I think he's got a character with an absolute ceiling. But I don't know where. I don't know how far you can go with this guy. I think his character is incredibly interesting. But what's the ceiling on a on a character like that? Mid card champion, maybe. Like you can't really do anything serious with that character. Um, I suppose he could be like the the heavy or the muscle for a creepy champion, but like the creepy champion's got to be able to talk. Um, and this match with Gargano is 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 very good. Um, up until it's not, uh, because every time uh, they they like, every time I think, well, you can't possibly overbook a match with this stipulation. Of course, it's going to be wacky. So anything you do isn't going to be over the top. Um, and it's not over the top. It's just shitty wrestling tropes. Like, um, Index gets involved. Like, she's tr- she's there. Sorry, Indy gets involved when, when Dexter is inside the Gargano escape hold. 
and Indy gets over there by the by the uh, ropes, and he drags himself over so he can caress her cheek before he grabs onto the bottom rope. Uh, and then Candice LeRae comes down and says, what are you doing? And um, Indy sits on the apron awkwardly to yell at her mom. Uh, and Gargano pushes Dexter into the ropes, which knocks Dexter Loomis into, into Indy and, and knocks her off the ramp, off the apron. And oh no, did did Dexter do that on purpose or or was it an accident? I don't know. Dexter's gonna get out of the ring and go check on Indy. It's like ah oh, Jesus, what is like this is like secondary only to the ref bump in the worst things that the people do with book matches. God, I hate when they do this stuff. Oh no, the valet at ringside was accidentally hurt. What was it? Nineteen eighty-seven. Is that Miss Elizabeth out there? What the hell are we doing? Haven't we moved beyond this? No, we haven't. We haven't. Um, and anyway, next, uh, Johnny wins. He hits his one final beat on Dexter and pins him. One, two, three. And I was like, oh, so we're really just ending this with... I think so much comedy left to be mined here. I'm telling you, family outings with Dexter staring off into the middle distance or boring a hole into De- into Indy's uh, temples while he's looking at her. So I'm telling you, they go to D- Disney World. And they, they, they go down Splash Mountain and they take the picture. Everyone's like, yay, except for Dexter, who's like this. I think that would be hilarious. So I thought to myself, well, you can't have Dexter lose because that means he's got to be out of Johnny and and Indy's life. But instead, they have Dexter lose. Uh, And Johnny and Candace are making her leave when she turns around and runs back into the ring and does a Luthez press onto him and peppers him with kisses all over his face. And they kiss and they kiss and they kiss. And true love wins. But true love lost. If you wanted to have Dexter and and Indy get together, the stipulation was Dexter has to win. So having Dexter lose, but also having Dexter and Indy get together is a cheat. You you set up the stipulation. I didn't do it. You got to play by your own rules, right? I think that's just my own personal point of view. Um, so here you go. Um, I have a seg- uh, da, da, da. Did I miss it? I didn't miss it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I did. Um, there was a question that I think I have now missed. Um, but I will answer this one. The intangible one, Cliff Beard says, uh, can't wait for duet karaoke with Indy being the only one to sing and Dexter just staring. That'd be very funny. That'd be very funny. I'd like that a lot. Um, uh, I, uh, there was a question that got sent through, um, that I had planned on finishing up the show with, um, and I, and I, and I lost it. Uh, so please send it back to me. It was one about where, uh, what do I think the future holds for NXT? Is, is Joe going to win the match? If yes, then what? Okay. Um, that was the question. I don't remember who sent it. So I want to give you credit. Okay. Whoever that was. Um, and here's what I think the future is. I think if they can get through SummerSlam, I think they have an opportunity to do something interesting. Okay. Joe's going to beat Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross is going to the main roster where he's going to lose a lot until Scarlet tells him how to win. I think that's that's the story that Vince wants to tell, I guess. Um, and then so Joe's the champion. And then what? Well, I don't know if Joe... If Joe's the right guy long-term, but Joe is a wonderful uh, guy on the mic and can... And can Tell can tell any story he will carry and cross because carrying cross is going to the main roster where he's going to lose a lot until Scarlet tells him how to win. I think that's that's the story that Vince wants to tell, I guess. Um, and then so Joe's the champion, and then what? Well, I don't know if Joe, if Joe's the right guy long term. But Joe is a wonderful uh, guy on the mic and can and can tell can tell any story he wants. Um, uh, and he could turn heel um, and prove that he was never this guy. We all love him because we hate Cross, but actually Joe's always been a ruthless son of a bitch. Um, so we could do that, or he could be a righteous uh, baby face for a little bit until. I don't know. A faction of luchadors takes him down. I, I, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know what what they have planned. This Carrion Cross thing, um, losing it. Um, him losing those matches on Raw really screws everybody. It really does. Everybody in NXT, because now. One of the main reasons I think Adam Cole should absolutely leave is because it's clear that Vince thinks of 
to put it in NBA terms, Vince thinks of NXT as the D League, or was now the G League. It's a it's a bunch of rookies and and you know people who used to play in Europe who don't matter to anybody. That's that's what he thinks. Um, because if he's going to bring up Karrion Cross, who's been so protected, who's a big dude, right? Um, and have him booked this way on the main roster, then there's no hope for a guy like Adam Cole. No hope at all. He's going to be in the 24-7 division. So you have to get rid of the last tangible evidence of that. And the tangible evidence of it is Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross being absent from NXT for a few weeks and Joe being on the mountain, on top of the mountain as the first ever three-time NXT champ with when he can take on all comers. Who wants some, young fella? Let's go. Pete Dunne seems to be putting up, is putting his, his, his like, I would, if, if Joe wins the title from Karrion Cross. And Pete Dunn steps up and says, I want that belt, old man. I think that would be a lot of fun. Pete Dunn is absolutely the type of guy who deserves a run with the belt at some point in NXT. And he's absolutely a guy, I feel like, after he becomes champion in NXT, he will have nothing else to do in NXT, and he should also leave. That sucks. NXT used to be the place for people who loved wrestling in, in, in WWE. When there was no AEW alternative, this was the only. This was, this was the place. I mean, those those nights, man, where NXT was on was one hour long. If you knew the spoilers, because because you knew what was taped a few weeks ago, you had to tune in to see the match. Those it was so good. It was so good. And even when it went to two hours, it was still great on the network. And then being on USA killed it. Killed it. And now I don't know what to do with it. There's an absolutely an opportunity for them to salvage this with Joe as champion, with Joe as champ. Um, and I think that the, the mid card is really strong. They have to promote some guys from the mid card to the top. I mean, I don't know how you do this ex- exactly, but it would. Be, I, I, I need hit row to be as over with the crowd as they are to everybody on Twitter. Like everybody on Twitter, my whole timeline is full of people who are huge Hit Row fanatics like I am. Hit Row, the three of them, versus Samoa Joe is a really interesting prospect. I just just don't know... Where you go, like you got to have a lot of people in the in the in the in the undercard getting put up back. And there's also certain things like here's some things that we we haven't seen before. I've we've never seen Tommaso Ciampa versus Samoa Joe, as far as I know. If we did, it was before Tommaso Ciampa was Tommaso Ciampa. So you could you could absolutely sell me a ticket of Tommaso Ciampa wanting to get back that title he never lost from the only dude who's held that title three times. That is a takeover program that I would love to see. There are things they can do, man. There are things they can do with with NXT. 
I just don't have any faith in them to be able to do it. With Vince coming down and raiding people, pulling them to, to, the, to the main roster where he's going to do fuck all with them. Pardon my French. And where, even if people are still on NXT and they went up on the main roster doing some stuff, he's going to screw them over. And he's never going to consider it to be a third brand or whatever. Remember that Survivor Series where NXT won everything? I was like, holy shit. They're really making NXT look important. I can't wait to see what they... Remember when Keith Lee had that final duel with Roman Reigns in the Survivor Series elimination match? They, they were they were primed to be something so special, and I don't know what happened. I mean, I think Vince started putting his grubby little paws and everything and ruining everything, but... William Buner says um, that we apparently need to adapt to Vince's way of booking versus the way we want or think it should be. No. I refuse. I refuse to, to start to just roll over and take it. Vince's, Vince's way of booking is bad. It's bad. It's always been bad. But it's horrible now. And I refuse to just accept it. Because there is so much more they can do. Man, if I couldn't fantasy book shit like Tommaso Ciampa versus versus Samoa Joe and the promos they would cut and the and the video packages they would air, if I can't fantasy book that, then I have no reason to watch NXT. And that sucks. <laughs> but it's the truth. Um I Yeah, <laughs> Nerd Guru says uh Vince doesn't see AEW's competition, yet is very clearly clearly punishing the talent that were just put against them and lost. In the words of uh, uh, Brian uh, Brian Danielson, fickle, fickle, fickle. Yeah, Samoa Joe versus Timothy Thatcher would be amazing too. That certainly is part of the. It, that would be definitely part of the program involving Tommaso Ciampa. Timothy Thatcher gets a match too. I don't think he, I don't think, uh, maybe they do it in the fight pit. Samoa Joe versus Tommaso Ciampa in the fight pit. If I, if I can't fantasy book that, I got nothing left. You guys don't understand what it meant to me to have Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com tell me you get to host the NXT show and you get to do it your way. I loved NXT, man. It was the, uh, if, if I could... A few years ago, if you told me you only get to watch one kind of wrestling, one program for the rest of your life, I was like, NXT, that's it, that's it, I'm done, I'm, that's all, I'll watch that. Because it was so good. And it's not anymore. Um, and that is really depressing. But I have to believe, I have to believe that it can be again, otherwise, why even continue to put it on the air? Last night's episode of Raw was just there, guys. It was just there. It was just a show. It was an episode of, of, of wrestling television. 
Nothing mattered. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. Who cares? NXT's got to be better than that. It is still for now. But the perception of it is has to take a drastic upturn for it to anywhere near resemble what it used to be. And I think, I have to believe, the crowning of Samoa Joe is the beginning of that resurgence. And on that optimistic note, I guess I will leave you. Uh, thank you, everybody, for um, for joining us uh, at uh, on the post-NXT Fightful show. Uh, I've been your host, Alex Pulowski. Follow me on Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Uh, I already recorded the, the Raw review earlier today. That's up on Fightful Select. Go to FightfulSelect.com. That is absolutely the best way to support all of us here at Fightful. Thank you so much. Uh, I will see you all uh, in the coming uh, days uh, tomorrow night for a, for f- f- tomorrow night for AEW. Man, it is a it is a it is a it is a fun time over there. As depressing as NXT appears to be, it is it ain't depressing on AEW except for you know Max Caster lyrics. That's depressing. Anyway, other than that, see you all tomorrow. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.